Hi, it's Mari Soul, your rebel guide to living a life of freedom abroad, bringing you an episode of Roaming the Now, where entrepreneurs, coaches, and mentors come together to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the real and raw experience of setting out to a new country and building a life and business abroad. Make sure to like and subscribe to Roaming the Now. Enjoy! Hello, and welcome to another episode of Roaming the Now. This is your host, Mari Soul. Today, I actually have a super special guest because this guest happens to be a friend of mine that I have known for, my goodness, close to four years now. Oh my God, I can't believe it's been that long. Yes. And just to show you power of the internet, we met on Alpha, a female networking site, and we've actually like had a working relationship, maintained friendships, and have actually had the chance to meet in person. So I'm really excited to have you here talking about a super juicy topic. Is it worth dating someone overseas? So I'm going to allow Hannah to go ahead and introduce herself before we dive into our topic today. Hello, super excited to be here. My name is Hannah. I am a messaging and storytelling coach for creative entrepreneurs. And yeah, super excited to be here. Amazing. Okay. So right now you're joining us from San Francisco. Normally you live in Tel Aviv. And I know that before that you were like in Wisconsin, right? Yes. And before that I was in LA. So I've been all over. (laughs) Yes. So something that you share a lot on social media and which is why I thought I was like, ooh, like if we're going to talk about this topic, like worth dating overseas, Hannah is the (laughs) because Hannah if you follow her on social media, which I'll make sure to link her handles, talks a lot about her experience um, dating in Tel Aviv and like what that's been like. So, I mean, let's kind of just, if we were to answer this with a yes or no or a maybe, what is your stance on, is it worth dating someone overseas? (laughs) It's a yes, for sure. And obviously I'm happy to talk about additional context, but yes. Okay. Well, let's, let's see your context on it. I mean, I think my general philosophy is following your desires is always worth it. Maybe that sounds cheesy, but in general, I think you're never going to go wrong doing something that lights you up. So if that's dating someone overseas, then I think that's a yes. And of course, that comes with different challenges and you know, different things to experience. But in general, I think that it's our job to experience all the things. So again, if it's something that excites you, it's something to follow. And also I'm a total romantic at heart. So you're not going to catch me saying no to to anything love related. Okay. I love that answer, following your desires. But you man you mentioned like challenges and experiences. So would you be open to sharing some of those like challenges and experiences that you've had so far, like dating someone overseas? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think if you if you're not sure that you're going to move fully move overseas, like if you're traveling or you know, you you haven't decided where you're going to be, it comes with a new set of challenges because if you fall in love with someone and you're overseas then you have to navigate a move you know if you guys end up being together which seems like obviously that's a big question and maybe some people think well why are you already thinking about that if you're just enjoying your life and dating but you never know where things can go so I do think that's a unique challenge um when I moved to Tel Aviv which was just 
um, a few months ago. And obviously there's challenging situation there right now. Um, but this was before all of that started. Um, but I wasn't like, this is my homeland. I'm going to be here forever. I was just like, I want to be here for a while. So that adds a whole new set of considerations because if I meet someone and I feel like I want to be with them forever, okay, where are we going to live? And obviously language barriers, cultural differences, things like that. I think they add to the excitement as well, but they're just additional considerations. Yeah, to be honest, um, language barriers have been something that like I experienced a lot because my ex-husband was French. And mm-hmm. to be honest, he didn't really speak English, like formal English when I met him. And um, now my partner is obviously like Hispanic, like Mexican. And, you know, there's still this language barrier. And when I reflect on this, I'm kind of like, hmm, why have I chosen to be in relationships with people who like don't understand anything I'm saying <laughs> at first? Oh my God, that's so funny. I mean, yeah, like I actually didn't, and I'd be curious to hear about your experience with it as well. I didn't think about it much because like the people I started dating were fluent. However, there are certain things like, you know, these just little things that like text etiquette or, you know, ways, punctuation, these ways of wording things that matter so much, especially in initial stages of dating. And that's something I really noticed is like certain things I said, I wasn't sure if like they were being understood the way they would be by an American. Um, So it's interesting. Again, especially I think it's less of a thing like later in dating when you have that really well-formed connection but early in dating literally everything matters so like that's something I had never thought of yeah no definitely I think in my experience like when I reflect on when I was first dating um my ex-husband I like used to just laugh off when I like didn't understand what he was saying I was just like whatever (laughs) but now in hindsight I'm kind of like well those were actually kind of important um, I probably should not have laughed that off. And then now when I think about like just my current partner, um, like when we are actually having important discussions, it's like the way you express yourself in English and the way you express yourself in obviously Spanish is different. And like the translations of words, even with like, it just, it's, it doesn't all really align. And so I found that like language barrier, if you're not aware, like, oh, that's actually a barrier and can cause like unnecessary conflict in your relationship, like mm-hmm. it, it can really be like a big challenge. But the minute you realize like, oh, we actually don't express ourselves the same way, or I actually like don't understand what you're saying to me because it just like, that is not how it would be expressed in like proper English, right? Or vice yeah. versa, proper Spanish. Um yeah, that was something that just like really kind of made me like realize like, oh, wow, no, like it's a real thing. And if you don't actually give it the proper attention it needs and like have that level of understanding, it can like be a challenge like in the relationship. Yeah, yeah totally. I feel like, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it sort of underlines the importance of effective communication. And I don't mean communication like speaking, I mean, being 
like clear with each other to make sure you're on the same page even and in that case that can mean having a conversation around when you said this I perceived it like this did you mean this and that I think it should exist from the beginning anyway but it's almost like it's more important to have that earlier on if you're going to have potential misunderstandings around literally speaking yeah and I think like if we're thinking just about is that we're dating someone overseas like it definitely is but just like have in mind like language barrier if you're dating someone from a non-english speaking country like is going to be a thing but if you can go into it with knowing like oh like I'm not a native english speaker and this is going to be like a barrier um you can navigate it a lot more and and obviously like yeah in hindsight I'm like oh well yeah no these weren't problems when I was with people from America but now (laughs) now you're used to it (laughs) you're like I only date people overseas I'm like I'm only I'm only with people and only date people who are from foreign countries like (laughs) love it you have a type (laughs) I I would actually say that I do I definitely tend to go for more European European type but I I do have some a type someone pointed that out to me (laughs) I'm here for it. <laughs> you know what you like. <laughs> it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Fun. Um, I was gonna say, I was curious for you, because do you use do you use dating apps, right? I do, yes. I'm taking a break from them right now, but normally yes. Okay. How has that been like using dating app in foreign country? Like is the etiquette that they like go about with initiating conversation with you like different than like you've experienced in the US? So yes, it's less so about um I guess what I noticed, it's less so about how they initiate conversation, although that's different too, but even just certain cultural norms I noticed were different and I sort of had this battle with myself because I have certain things. I don't follow any sort of rules or anything like that. And I really try to just do whatever my intuition tells me to do when it comes to dating. But I have certain kind of like expectations and boundaries and things that I'm used to. And I'm, and those come from dating in the US. So when I moved to Tel Aviv, I was like, this is, different the men there move a lot faster um and they're much more like intense I would say um and it's not it's not a bad thing but it was different and I don't know for example people will go on dates at their houses really early on that's not really my thing and that's that is one probably the closest thing to a rule that I have. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't love this, but also is it totally different here? I don't know. Um, so it's this balance of trying to figure out because of course I want to honor my own boundaries, but also you do have to adapt to certain, I mean, you don't have to, but you know, it's that balance of adapting to it's different here how am I going to make this work for me versus like does this actually make me uncomfortable or am I just not used to doing it does that make sense 
Yeah, 100%. I I feel like because the U.S. Is, comes from a lot more like individualistic culture, like we yeah. take everything so much more slower. We keep everything to ourselves for such a longer period of time. Yeah. Yes. And then, so you, and then you leave the U.S. and then you go to like a country that is more collectivist, right? Like they're really about community. And then you just realize how like nothing's really a secret. Everyone is just like, oh yeah, like come meet my parents. Or, yeah, like, oh my gosh, so true. Yes, so true. Or like, <laughs> and they're like that too. Or like there's this one guy who I dated and he was divorced. And I like, asked, we were really vibing very early on. Normally I wouldn't ask someone about their divorce early on, but we were really vibing. So I did. And I said, I'm sorry, I sometimes, like, if that's too personal for you, you, of course, don't have to answer. And he was like, what are you talking about? Everyone asks me that, like, immediately. It's just different. So, and I actually appreciate they're very, like, direct and open, and it's too much for a lot of people, but I'm pretty, like, I would rather someone be, like, too direct, too honest, too open than, like, too many social niceties yeah 100 percent. I agree with you I definitely prefer the directness and the openness because I just feel like it it helps you make your decisions a lot quicker right like in terms of I mean everything has its time period and its experience but when you're able to be open and direct around things it really just helps you to guide like where this is going to go a lot sooner instead of as like I guess I would consider in the U.S. like the niceties kind of tend to keep you playing a game, which is like exactly. not. Yeah, exactly. I think it just ends up being more authentic and real, which I appreciate. Yeah, it actually reminds me of how <laughs> I remember asking, um, like when I was dating my ex-husband, because this was like a moment of like, what? Like, this is so different. I had asked, so like, what are we? And he was like, obviously we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And like, for me, I was like, um, yes. like we, we didn't like have an official conversation around this. <laughs> well, he was like, obviously, it's been like, what, a month? And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess that's like how it works like in France. Like once you're like, like that's so different, you know? <laughs> um, but I just remember like that really stood out to me because I was like, if I was dating an American, this would have been like a, com- like a conversation of like, yes we like what are we doing like how are we doing it but like the way it was answered was like obviously like like I was weird so for asking that. <laughs> yeah and after a month too like for sure that would not be assumed in the states Mm-mm. like that was definitely in what if I'm thinking back in time that was like in what 2015 like 2016 so like definitely and I feel like now I mean I haven't dated in the U.S. a long time because that's never right. been I don't know when I when I think about returning to the dating scene I'm like yeah no I'll just like stay like a single mom with my five shoulders <laughs> who can blame you <laughs> yes just because I feel like um and it just feels like so different like it would be kind of like I feel like stepping into the dating scene for me nowadays would be like me literally traveling to a foreign country because I just like have no experience with it um Cultural differences, obviously, like being a lot more direct, honest, like I've I've noticed with countries. Is there anything else like you feel like you would want to point out to someone who's thinking about like you know moving to a new country and like dating? I guess yeah. Okay, so language barriers, cultural differences, 
Um, I feel like those are the big ones, but they are pretty big. Like there's a lot of dimension to those, like what you just said, you know, with conversations like that. Um, I think just with any sort of dating experience period, but especially with any sort of dating experience that's different than quote unquote, the norm. And when I say norm, I don't mean it's like normal, just what people, what you're used to. I think you have to be extra mindful about your, and, and on top of your communication skills. Like I would say the same thing. I am not polyamorous, but I feel like if you're going to be successfully polyamorous, for example, you have to be such a good communicator because all of these assumptions and things that you're used to are totally different. And I feel like, I mean, dating abroad is not, in my opinion, as intense as, or doesn't require as much skill in communication probably as being polyamorous. But I think the same principle applies. If you're doing something that's different than what your, your dating norm is, you have to be making sure you're really communicating well because there's so many things that maybe before you assumed that you can no longer assume or you can to your detriment so yeah I think that's a big thing I would say yeah no definitely like just I think it's like being open-minded as well as just yeah communication communication is yeah I feel like it's so basic to say like oh good communication but but it's so deep and it's easier said than done for sure and I think like the second thing I would say is also just being really in touch with yourself because in order to also effectively communicate and share what you want like that is vulnerable you're going to I think like you have to be willing to have more conversations that you're maybe hesitant to have because if you want to have the what are we conversation or you know whatever it may be or there's something you're not sure about when it comes to your status and you don't have those assumptions anymore you have to be more willing to have those conversations if you're going to be successful I think yeah a hundred percent um I definitely think yeah it really is so basic and fundamental but for some reason I feel like it's because everyone just like you, know, you get swept up in the romance like you get swept up yeah. like, oh this is so fun and then we just like forget <laughs> yeah totally yeah okay so I am actually really curious what kind of led you to begin sharing your experience dating in Tel Aviv on Instagram and like I enjoy the stories. I enjoy like <laughs> seeing your recapped experiences, but I would just Thank like you. to know like what led you to decide to do that because it is a vulnerable share, right? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And I did hesitate about it, but I'm such a big proponent of people sharing who they are and just being their full selves in their businesses in general. That's kind of one of the things that I teach my clients. And I think that that is that from truly actually a strategic perspective, the more you feel like you can be yourself, the more sustainable your life and business and enjoyable are going to be 
in general. And so it's not like, oh, I need to constantly share my dating life in order to be myself, but it's important to me to share my life experiences and not feel like I have to hide this. Um, So that was part of it, just feeling like, okay, well, I'm doing this so much. It's really important to me to find a partner. And it feels like if I'm constantly talking about my life and my business on social media, it feels like silly to not mention it when, again, it's such, it is a big part of my life. Um, So that's a piece of it. I also think it's kind of fun. And in general, people in real life will ask me for the stories. And I know people want to be entertained. And when I have some good stories, I think it's fun to share. And I always get like good feedback on it. And so I figured, okay, why don't I share this? And then the final piece of it is honestly, like it can be very frustrating as well. And it's actually helpful to share because it allows me to have a more, I always want to have like a fun, playful relationship with dating. I don't want it to weigh on me. And of course there's like frustrating and difficult situations, but I never want to be like in that headspace. And I think like sharing it actually really helps with that and just keeps it more fun and light. So that was a really long answer, but those are my thoughts around it. Well, I think that's good. You know, like what I really am getting from that is like, it's important for you to be yourself in your business for sustainability. And I know that me and you are like both really big stands for that. Like just be you. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Right. Another like cliche that is actually kind of like easier said than done. Mm -hmm. No, it actually takes, (laughs) it takes a lot of hard low key. (laughs) It takes a lot of work to be yourself in business and it takes a lot of work to stop being so like performative and to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, as I reflect, it took me like two years to really just stop with the like whole like cookie cutter, like performative and to really just be like, I'm like tapping into my expression of what I really want to share. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's like a whole internal journey for anyone. It really is. It really is. Yeah. But I love what you said about making it playful and um, like in terms of it can be really frustrating dating because this is something like important to you. But I love what you said around like making it playful so you can still enjoy it. And it kind of just seems like it's a way for you to like document your adventures and and kind of remind you like this is an adventure, right? This is something to be fun. Exactly. It can be like frustrating. Um, and yeah, and I think it's really important that like we share those stories because people relate with us, right? Like for example, I mean, right now I'm not dating, but like when you were sharing things around like people like introducing me to moms and stuff like that, I was like, yeah, no, people move quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, foreign guys. <laughs> they move quick. They do. Um, like, yeah, on another level quick. Um, but with that being said, I think that it really just kind of ties into what you do in your work of like marketing and storytelling, which I think people get really kind of like off because it's like, you know, when we're having a personal brand, it's about sharing stories that are, you know, we're the main character, but that person on the other side relates to it. And then that builds that connection and that like, mm-hmm. like trust. So if you want to tell us a little bit around your business and like what your main focus is, I would love for you to share. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm a messaging and storytelling coach for creative entrepreneurs, lots of people in the wellness space, coaches, therapists, um, as well as others. So 
from a strategic perspective, we work on, you know, nailing the message, being able to communicate the value of what you offer so that you attract aligned clients. And that sounds like a very strategic thing. And it is half very strategic. And the other half is learning to really become fully expressed, which as you mentioned, is an internal journey. And it's really like impossible to have just the strategy like yes I teach copywriting and messaging and talking about your offers and all those things but then the second piece of it is getting so comfortable sharing the fullness of who you are with others which is not it, you can't that doesn't come through learning like copywriting that's an internal journey and so that is what creates that really deep connection with your audience. So, you know, weirdly it goes along with this dating stuff because I don't do that as quote unquote, a strategy to connect with my audience, but because I'm being myself and talking about my life and allowing the messy and vulnerable parts to be shown, that does end up helping me connect with my audience. So it's not like I'm doing it to market my business, but it kind of does in a way just because I'm creating connection. So again, long answer, but relevant to to this discussion. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I I feel like when I mean, you know, storytelling marketing, everyone's like, follow this formula. And honestly when I scroll my feed nowadays and I see everyone like writing posts in the same way in the same yeah. I kind of am like, oh, like I'm yeah, like, I wish, wish I could shake you and be like, can you just be yourself? And yeah, like, that is literally, that's literally what it is, right? Yeah, um, people can feel it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's just been so interesting because the more obviously I've leaned into my self expression and bringing that into my writing, and really just even with you know, roaming the now, like this is a place of self-expression. Like I'm just being myself and doing things that I enjoy and that's sustainable for me. But the mm-hmm. more I notice people and I pick up on that energy of like, you're following a formula. Like I yeah. actually want to hear from you. Like, I'm sure you're awesome and amazing. Like, so please just like be you, like that's how to stand out, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it did take me a while though to realize that probably like two years. Yeah, no, it took me a while too. It's like, it's not easy to share all of yourself. It sounds cheesy, but it's true. And yeah, like people can just pick up on if you're just saying things because you feel like you're supposed to say them or you're just following a formula and the the energetic piece of it is very real. And I do think, of course, it's important to know formulas and things that work for marketing and all of that like it's not that you shouldn't use it but if you're just operating on that you know it's like you're being the chat gpt version of you Mm -hmm. yeah which is yeah I mean (laughs) that's why we were like well can I just write like I've had people ask me well like do you just like use chat gpt to write your post and I'm like no I do not people can tell even if they don't know if it's like chat gpt although like low-key you can tell but there's just there's a difference between 
you know, five tips to grow your Instagram and someone who might be actually talking about that same topic, but it has their personality. It has a personal experience. It has a joke that only they would make. Like there's a huge difference between that. Yeah. A hundred percent. The way I use chat GPT, chat GPT now in my writing is I like allow myself to like fully write and like express myself. And then I just use chat GPT to like really kind of hone it in and like express my points, but it's still my words. It was right. my words and I'm still revising it. So it's like, would I say that if I would not say that then like, yeah, edits. And so like, because I actually was known like in high school as like the run on queen, like I have a tendency to write like <laughs> I am the run-on queen and it still stands true today. So I use more like AI just to help me get more succinct, right? Because if we're thinking about writing, like we want to be simple. We want to be straight to the point. We don't want to be super like wordy or fluffy or like lose people as they're reading. So mm-hmm. yeah, I use it to help me with editing because I uh, I just like really love to explain how I'm feeling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. I love that about you. <laughs> Okay, so if anyone is interested in getting in contact with you um, to learn more about your work and support you, what is the best way? So they can find me on Instagram. My handle is hannah.anya, and I know you'll drop it in there so I won't spell it out, um, or so they can shoot me a DM there. Perfect. Okay, yes. And as Hannah just mentioned, I will drop all of Hannah's links um, in the show notes so that you have access to that. Thanks so much for being here. I actually had like a lot of fun. This was kind of like reminiscent for me. <laughs> yes, thank you. This was so fun. I'm glad you got to reminisce on your dating experience. <laughs> yes, my dating experiences overseas, which are like still somewhat happening IRL, you know, like, but it, it's more in the like, I would say the progressive stage. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so, okay, cool. Well, again, thank you all for tuning in. This is your host, Monty Soul, signing off of another episode of Roaming the Now. Until next time, I hope you are enjoying the present moment wherever you are in the world. Take care. Thanks for catching this episode of Roaming the Now. If you have not already, make sure to like and subscribe. And as always, wherever you are in the world, I hope you are enjoying Roaming the Now.